babies. Do you think yeah. he'll come back to Boston? This is why I asked. If I don't think they're from around, I don't think Boston, so. Either. So, um, did you think that you ruined his experience enough where they, they won't go back? Like they've now. I hope I did. What, I hope I did. There was an another, Indian guy sitting one next on. to me too, and I was like, "Dude, cricket, why are you here?" Yeah, the Yankees Aaron Judge jersey on. I didn't care. I'm like, dude, you're a fake Yankees fan. Get the fuck out of here. What do you say we start the show? The Simple Minds Sports Show, uh, where we talk all things New England sports, good, bad, and different. Um, uh, best of the best. Our sh- uh, show rundown today, we'll be co- talking about the Red Sox. Chris Sale's debut on Tuesday night. This is now Friday, so uh, we're coming up on his next start against the Yankees. What's that mask? Sunday. Oh, when's he playing? Saturday or Sunday? Sunday? Sunday, right? He lines up Sunday for, yeah, Sunday. Okay, we'll see if he makes the start. But uh, we'll be talking his debut and some more Red Sox notes that come into play. NHL, f- not a free agency. NHL frenzy. It was nuts today, Wednesday. Uh, baseball, take note. That's how you handle it. Seems like every major sport has understood how to handle free agency. Yeah, the biggest one in NHL just dropped too. Johnny, Johnny uh, Hockey just went to Columbus after he's been rumored to the Devils all day for... Less money to go to Columbus. Interesting. Less money because it was. Uh, well, all right, we'll get we'll, into we'll that. Get into we'll it. Yeah, we'll save it, it, save it, save it. So we'll we'll get into that. Interesting. What does that team look like? I, I'd have to go back and look. All right, and we also have a Belichick's Bill Belichick, the coach of the New England Patriots. If anyone's wondering, his worst draft pick of all time? Question mark. Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. We'll Only get into it. Bill, I'm yeah. sure, has an opinion. Save it, Bill. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and a little bit NBA news and notes. They they can't stay out of the headlines. Some dribs and drabs have come out of uh, Adam Silver in that office and a little bit more going on from them. So big show today. Let's start with some opening takes. Ray, uh, yours is fucking stupid. So why don't you start? Uh, thank you, Richard. Uh, when I was in high school, I played uh, soccer. There was a certain teammate's mother that would show up to the games and she would wear short skirts. Ooh, and all of us guess. Di- all of us daydreamed about fucking her all no the time. No beeps, Bill. No beeps. I missed the beeps in the last one. I, you I missed don't have a, the energy. You missed some bad ones. I know. <laughs> so, well, that's uh, that's just, you know what? Trying to get me canceled? <laughs> that's a little bit of cancel warning to you. Stop saying stupid shit because I might miss it. But it was funny. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we were talking about banging my, a teammate's mom. And even the coaches got into it because she was just wearing hot moms for short, short skirts. But you know what? Zach Wilson did the American dream. He's not only an NFL quarterback, but he banged his best friend's mom. And his girlfriend outed him out of it. And what? What are you shaking your head about? It's not his, his mom, best friend's mom. You fucked this mo- up from the beginning. His you mom's best friend. From the beginning, Bot Pod. You had me excited about it. was his mom's about, best friend. You put the wrong picture out on eh, whatever. Instagram. You know what? It got clicks and that's fine, but it was his mom's best friend. He stiffled. He did not stiffler the. He did not. It was. I not thought Stifler's he banged mom. the kid from uh, Washington. No, no, he banged, he banged his, his mom's, mom's best friend. friend. His mom's best Zach friend. Wilson's mom, who also is some trampy hoe that has fake tits and puts herself all in the internet. Remember, mm. she made she got famous for saying stupid shit whenever you got drafted and yelling about whatever she was yelling about. He banged her friend. In the internet Either way, is- you can bang someone's mom. Cheers to you. Cheers, Ray. I bang your mom every Tuesday. Yeah, I, was, I was waiting. For that. <laughs> I was waiting. Why don't you give the admiration to me and Bill? It's like like you give to Zach fucking Wilson. No, We've been doing it for mom. years. You see Zach Wilson's the mom that he banged? She's a fucking We've been doing it since 63. You have not seen him. Ray. I'm calling you out right now, Ray. You have not seen the woman that Zach Wilson had sex with. You've only been seeing her mom, like his mom. 
He's dating now another oh, no, Instagram hoe. All right, we'll get into it. Simple minds. Well, good of the for week. him. Zach Wilson is living an American dream. Banging. He took two girls to the prom. He banged uh, his mom's best friend. He's banging this fucking other hoe. This on is Instagram. what money. I gives. love Zach Wilson. I respect Zach Wilson. He is my spirit animal. I like live through him. God bless Zach Wilson. Raymond bangs a mom once a month if she, if if she lets him. <laughs> Ray's religious ties have shifted to Mormonism. Um, I have thoughts on this pertaining to the to the Jets quarterback. We'll get into that at the end of the show. Stick around. Nice teaser for the end of the show. Simplest minds of the week. That's where we'll find Zach Wilson again. Uh, Bill, uh, your opening take. We waited six months now to see Chris Sale come out last night for a start in, you know, almost yeah nine months, I, I guess. Five innings, no runs, one walk, five Ks. I mean, it's as good as you could have hoped for coming out after not pitching for so long. And I think he got better as the night went on. I think he retired the side in order in the fifth. And that was kind of what you were hoping for. It was a positive sign. I still have, you know, semi Langevin's for him producing this year, but it's what you wanted to see right now. And it, it was a positive sign that that's all I'm going to say. on it. I think it was a positive sign for a, a, a team that's desperate for wins bullpen blew another game last I'm night just gonna ask did they win that game bill no they did not win that okay. game because the bullpen blew another so game last night <laughs> not even you, the bullpen base running just it seems like they've lost their fucking heads uh they've lost their the heads and um heim bloom has completely and utterly abandoned the first base p- position going back now we're, we're talking three years you've tried jd there you've tried Kyle Schwarber there. You've tried a Christian Arroyo, Bobby Dahlbach, Frenchie Cordero. You can't abandon a whole position, especially one that's traditionally produced 25 to 40, 50 home runs, depending on who was over at first base. And you can't, you can't. So opening take Chris sale, positive signs, Heimblum, get a first baseman. Yeah. Good point. We'll definitely talk about some Red Sox here. Uh, I'll give you an opening take Patriots related. Uh, a trade was made by the New England Patriots this week, uh, sending one Nikhil Harry, ex-first-round pick, Nikhil Harry to the Chicago Bears for a 2024, not 2023, 2024 seventh-round pick. Uh, wrote a blog on SilverMindSports.com, if you'd like. The worst draft pick in Bill Belichick's drafting history, at least from the Patriots. We can go back to the Browns. I bet he even tops the Browns. Nikhil Harry was the worst pick in the history of Bill Belichick drafting picks. We can discuss it further if you want. That's my opening take. I don't I don't know how I feel about the fact that he was traded. I'm glad he's gone. He didn't have a place here. You got something in return. You saved something like 800K on the cap or something instead of releasing him outright, and you got a seventh-round pick. So at least you got something, but he was your Two first years. round pick and we'll go out. I have it all lost down. Find him in the simple minds of the week too. the, the, the receivers that they um, passed on that came after Nikhil Harry is just unbelievable. If you haven't heard that list yet. So yeah, it's know. bad. It, we it's can debate really we, bill. I'm sure you have some names you want to throw out there for worst draft pick of all time. We'll get into that. Um, later on the show but uh, those are the opening takes this is the simple mind sports show Uh, best things all new england sports if uh, nope this is it welcome welcome to the show right that's how we do that yeah we don't have any sponsors so we got to do this right if you want to sponsor us hit us up some of my sports show at gmail.com welcome to the show
cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, we apologize. If you're listening, you usually the- leave it in anyways. Trying to get us to leave everything in now, so shut up. Uh, if you're listening on the podcasts, uh, iTunes, Spotify, we're big on iHeart. Check out iHeart. I guess they have really good audio. Um, wherever you're listening the to it, fuck uh, is iHeart? iHeart Radio. Wake it's up. We're, we're the number one sports, uh, New England sports podcast on iHeart Radio. Not self proclaimed. Three shows on there? No, so there's uh, 17,000. Nice. <laughs> nice. Allegedly. Um, wherever you listen or watch the show, thank you. Please subscribe, rate, review, and again, always tell your mothers. All right, let's let's uh let's back up here, and let's start with Red Sox. It is baseball season. I hate when Bill's here because now we have to talk Red Sox. No, it's the only thing to fucking it's talk about. Right? This July. is Red, this is Red Sox season. August is coming. Spring preseason is coming for, for football. Thank God. You got to cut cut through Two a couple weeks, weeks here, shit. right? Two weeks. Chris Sale came back. He's your $30 million man, your $100 million man, wherever you want to call it. Uh, came back after uh, over the past two and a half seasons, only pitching nine games for the Red Sox after they gave him this five-year $140 million contract. This was his first start. I heard that. I think I heard Maz say this. This was his first start that Chris Sale was truly healthy, like 100% what we would consider healthy in four seasons. And that's probably true. If you think about it, end of 2017, he was banged up. End of 2018, when they won the World Series, he had missed time and came back for some hollow innings in the playoffs. Obviously missed 2020, 2021. uh, And then he had this rib injury. So first time back, five innings, five Ks, three hits, one walk, 78 pitches. His stuff looked good. He topped out at 97. Uh, I'll give you some more uh, numbers here. Rain man to get see if that table rises. 32 fastballs, 28 sliders, 15 changeups, three sinkers. Rays swung at 28 times and missed 25 called strikes. The the greater point here felt like he had his shit going. Felt like he had his stuff. Felt like he was on. Felt like uh, he had command. And um, you know, we we know the competitor that that he is. So I think he wanted to be there and wanted to show up. And um, to the best of ability, what starting pitchers can do in this day and age. I think like you said in the opening take, that's the best you could ask for. Uh, Before you go, Bill, right. Mm -hmm. Any takes on Chris sale. I liked what he had. I like how he came back and looked strong, but I know that we have a weak bullpen and I wouldn't be surprised that if Bill's been saying it all along that you throw him in there. I mean, we have a weak bullpen. You're only going to get him limited innings. Why don't you just throw him in there? That helps out your uh, bullpen. And because you got Evaldi coming back and you got Whitlock coming back. So why not? Hey. Yeah, I should have went to you, Bill. Whitlock's going to the bullpen. Chris Sale will Friday. be your starter. He'll be your number one starter. Uh, I had originally thought that it would be a good idea to put Chris Sale in the bullpen, depending on what you did with Whitlock. It seemed like they were trying to stretch Whitlock out to, to well, get him starting, starting to yeah. a starting level. I mean, what? The, okay, tangent. What the fuck was that all about? Why did you screw with Whitlock? Like I he think was- even Cora, Cora has mentioned it before. Like he had a role. He's going to be in this role for a while. And then it, it all started with Tanner Houck. Tanner Houck's not vaccinated. You went up to Toronto, that series. He got the start in Toronto, with Garrett Whitlock, because Tanner Houck wasn't there. And you flip-flopped them, and you immediately put Tanner Houck in the bullpen. Now, I don't understand why you did that. Great point, na- Bill. Actually, I didn't even think about that. That timing adds up. So uh, a further uh, example of fuck Tanner Houck, just get the goddamn 
fucking bump. I also saw a headline today. JT Real Muno is another guy that's holding off. His quote was yeah. Canada tent. Canada. Canada can't tell me what to tell do. me Fuck what to you. put in my body. Uh, you want to hear something more? You Talk about a fucking hard. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ, man. And you're not even that good anymore. JT, like, fuck you, dude. Canada, Canada can't tell me what to put in my body. I don't hate his, Those I don't fascist hate his hustles. Fucks. I don't hate his hustle. Uh, Kansas City Royals are in Toronto this week, have currently 10 guys, including their top two pitchers and then two of their top or their top oh, four, sorry, four, sorry. four hitters. Uh, currently unvaccinated and will not be allowed to travel to Canada. So, but let's circle back to little Chris sale here. As much as I'd like to see him in the bullpen, his role is starting pitching on this team. And again, I think I mentioned in the text chain exchange today, he's coming back off an injury. That's not arm related, right? So that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing to me seeing Chris. Hale well, pitch. Sorry, Bill, to interrupt you, but clarify that a little bit. Cause he technically is coming back off Tommy John, if you look at statistically, these guys are much better the second year of Tommy. Well, John, no, what right? I'm saying. Yeah. But so I think that's what we were all looking forward to. But his original injury to start the season was a rib. He sneezed or something. No one's given given us a reason why he had a, a heart rib to miss this hey, entire rage. That's what happened. April, May. June. No, but like what I'm saying, uh, what I mean when I'm when but I understand coming, what you're like, saying. So it's it's not a wearing yeah. injury that he's been out for the last three months or whatever. This isn't year one of Tommy John, right? So this is your second year of Tommy John. He's not coming back from an arm injury, right? The rib injury is what he's coming back for. So traditionally, year two is when you're back to normal, right? So you got to basically you're throwing away about a year and a half plus whatever you so basically you're throwing away two years when you have tommy john with the rehab and then what you're you are as a pitcher when you come back normally you come back a, a lot stronger than you did before you know chris carpenter won a cy young after after having tommy john surgery and, and i'm not saying that they're actually they're probably roughly the kind of the same type of pitcher you know comparable where they are but i mean pounds yeah, I mean, Chris, Chris Carpenter, Chris, uh, ex Raymond, New Hampshire, by the way, Raymond, two, New Hampshire, two, two. Yeah, I love that guy. Anyways, but no, I mean, I kicked him out of the gym. So fuck you. That was Carpenter. that was the most positive thing you could add. You need him. He's most important in the rotation. You're going to pay him 30 million dollars to pitch one inning. He's more important in this rotation for a team that needs to give the Michael Walkers of the Rich Hills, the Connor Siebold's or Josh Winkowski's. Those guys need to go out. Josh Winkowski should be a perfect example. If you're going to move a starting pitcher into the bullpen, I think he's a guy that you're going to move in there, especially you got James Paxton coming back. I mean, you have bullpen reinforcements, but Chris Chris Sale is the most important guy in the rotation, and that was a positive sign of what we saw last night. Again, five innings. He, he was under 80 pitches. I think his pitch count was roughly 80 to 85. 78, yeah. So he was right around, he was right around his pitch count. I thought he had five decent innings. I thought the fifth inning, you, you kind of looked what you had in Chris Sale. He looked like vintage Chris Sale. I think the movement in his slider, the movement on his fastball, everything is there. He passed the eye test. Again, it's only one start. We'll see what he does against the Yankees. Last year, he came up against Tampa and Baltimore. His first two starts, they deliberately avoided the Yankees series, I believe, twice. They slotted him, so he pitched Texas, Baltimore. And this, this, this season right now, they're Start two, you're against the Yankees. So I yeah, mean, that's they got nobody so else. We, yeah, no, and uh, and a lot of know, righties in that in that a lot of big righties in that Yankee lineup. And uh, you need them. You need Chris. Thirty Hale. million dollars a year, though. You got to go into Yankee Stadium and, and commit. But I I agree with you. I'm off the uh, Chris Sale needs to be in your start because you have now you have to start. Look, you're going to make the playoffs by default. Okay, you got an extra wild card in in this year. Um. 
You may not. The, the Blue Jays just fired their fucking manager. Never discount the, the loserism of the of the Toronto Blue Jays. You're going to make the playoffs, Bill. You're just going to make the playoffs. There's too much talent on your team, and the, and the rest of the league's too shitty. So you got to start thinking about what did that look like. So if Chris Sale's your number one, you got Evaldi back. Pavetta can round back into form. We know that he goes through these slumps, and that's what we're seeing from him. But he should come back to a, a number three, number four starter. That's where he is. And now you take your choice of Waka, Rich Hill, Winkowski, Seabald, whoever you want to throw in that three, Paxton. four, five spot. Paxton, if he can come back. I mean, I like him as a hard thrower to come back into the bullpen, actually, but we'll see what they do. But Tommy Chris John Sale firmly, firmly, firmly needs to be your number one starter. That was the idea to start this season. Year two after Tommy John, everyone expected him to come back. Not a ramp up period. He sh- he was expected to come back to start this season. He was supposed strong. to be your number. One, he was your number one starter. He was going to start opening day if he was healthy. And that little uh, sneezing incident caused him to break a rib. <laughs> He's he topped out at ninety seven. I think that's the biggest. That that's the biggest. Ninety seven's good. His arm is healthy, right? That's the biggest thing. He's and I think that's my biggest takeaway of la- of last night. And he's only got half a season to pitch. Right. And I said at our last show, I need 2017, 2018 first half Chris Sale, right? That's what we need. He traditionally flames out in the second half of the season. Now it's the second half of the season. We didn't pitch the first half. This is what we need Chris Sale for. If yeah, he can get in I, that little run and get his 15 starts of what you would get in a normal half, 16 starts, and it takes us into the playoffs, then you're looking at Evaldi as a number two starter, which I have always thought he's a two or three starter, not a number one starter. And absolutely. then you, I mean, even Pavetta at the three, so like you're slotting your starters now. Pavetta's yeah. look good. So, I mean, you most important thing when you go into a series, you cannot go into a series. They since 19, since World War II, they've never started more than three rookie starters in a row. They did it this weekend and with Seabald and all those Winkowski and Connor, uh, Cutter Crawford, and I forget the other guy, uh, Bello, Brian Bello, uh, Bayo. Bayo. They started four straight starters. It was the first time since 1992, you, uh, since uh, World War II. You cannot go into a playoff series expecting four. No, and they starters. won't. They've all just come back. Pavetta will be there. And now Chris Sales. I want him to take, uh, you know, I don't, I want him to take the, uh, the regulator off Chris Sale. Fuck, fuck your 78 pitchers. The dude hasn't pitched in two years. Let him go seven, eight, nine innings. Let him get, let him touch that 100 against the Yankees. Give your team a boost. You need it. Um, I, I'd like to see him unleash Chris Sale with only a half a season to go. Really get him warmed up because the playoffs are coming. So um, that's our thought on Chris Sale. But speaking of Brian Bayo, he stinks. He's not ready. He should send him down. Here. I thought honestly, I there thought he his did. last start four innings, seven hits, five earned runs, three walks, five Ks. Uh, he can't throw right? strikes. Can't throw strikes. He go ain't ahead, no Ryan, little. He ain't no little Pedro. That's for sure. I mean, kids, lights too bright for him already. Send him back down, bring him up next year, see what happens. That's that's obvious. Bill, let me ask you, Bill, let me ask you this though. So um he was recently vaulted up in um Baseball uh, America's top one hundred. Yeah, who was that? Keith uh, Keith Law. Keith Law, thank you. Uh twenty-four in Keith Law's prospects. He is vaulted up obviously into the top whatever, four or five in in the Red Sox top prospects. Number one. Is he number one? Did he part did he pass Mayor? Yeah, Mayor, I don't think it's number one yet, is he? Mayor was one for a while. Either way, um, what does that say about Heim Bloom's heralded top farm system that he's been creating? Your number one pitching prospect, who you didn't pick, by the way, 
because he's a Dombrowski guy. Stinks. I so, wouldn't say so. You so you who is Bayo who's number three? Who's Bayo's number three one? Bayer is number one, and Cass is Cass number is, two. Okay. So what does that say? So we're expecting to see Cassis this year, at least in September call-ups. What does that say? You know, Cash. I know it's it would be an overreaction for me to say, wow, the, the Red Sox farm system is overrated because this guy couldn't hack it in two MOB starts. I get that. But at the same time, it's 23. It's our, it's our first introduction into Bloom's farm system, really. It's our first introduction. He's not, it's and honestly, he's still not even his guy. He developed him over the last three years, but I don't know. It's it's he's Heim Bloom's supposed to be the wizard. Heim Bloom's supposed to be the the farm league uh, farm system minor league wizard, and Brian Bayo is supposed to be little Pedro, and he comes up and he can't hit the fucking zone. Can't even hit the zone. Well, his, you can his see changeup supposed to be his number one pitch, and he first batter of the game. Oh two hit someone with it. So I don't know. Uh, you know I don't know. Arrow pointing down give you a rough sign, or is it just? This kid, a little young, a little raw, needs a little bit more seasoning. Overhyped. I think that's the bit, the biggest thing. I mean, I think the overhypedness is there. I mean, you put a lot of pressure on him right to start. It's two starts. I'm not really worried, worried honestly, because he's got the stuff. The stuff is there. And I think that's the most important thing. That is change up. If he can learn to throw that for a strike, the way it, fuck, the way it falls off the zone, to left-handed hitters on the outside of the plate is disgusting, right? You saw it again. Oh, two first batter of the game uh, on Diaz. You hit him in the hit him in the elbow, right? So I mean that that's the biggest thing. He's as a right-handed batter. If he learns to throw those pitches for strikes, this kid's got the stuff. He's going to hit 97, 98. He's got a nasty changeup if he can throw it for strikes. The biggest fault on on Bayo right now is that's all he's got. He's got two pitches. He needs to develop an, a third pitch. With the, which is what you see in the slider, but he can't throw that for strikes. Yeah. So that he needs to start. He needs more seasoning. I think the eye test is there because you've seen like the stuff is there, right? So you just got to, you got to season him a little bit more. There's a lot of hype surrounding him. I think the whole hoopla of this kid coming up and a lot of people bought in, you know, I was excited to see him. I bought in. I bought in. I, I was excited. Singing. I was excited to see him, but I mean, let's go. John, John Lester in 04 struggled. He struggled mightily in his first call up. Clay Buckle struggled a little bit. I mean, all these young guys are really Jonathan Papelbon came up as a starter struggle. They moved his ass to the bullpen. Okay. So, I mean, Buckles threw a no hitter in his second, second start. start, but it, then he struggled the rest of his career. But either way, like, like the, <laughs> I think I go back to Lester. Lester's the guy that, like, oh, I'm trying. No, to I hear you. And um, look, you just have to go back to he had. You know, uh, ten two game two straight games, ten strikeouts in Worcester. He had thirteen um, hitless innings in Portland. Obviously, stuff is there on those levels. You just you have to refine it, and that's a big jump from even AAA to the to the bigs. That that's a big jump. And what is he? 23, 24? He's 23 years old. So twenty three. You're you're kind of up against it. You want to be in that twenty three to twenty five range when you hit the bigs, right? So if not earlier. So yeah, he's a little bit late developing if we're going to be honest about it, but yeah, you should still have positivity that he can get there. Um, The rest of this team, Bill Raymond, I don't know what to tell you about. Like here, here's some key points I, I, I brought up. So uh, we're talking about pitching. We had, we have Chris Silgo and we have Evaldi coming back um, to pitch against the Yankees. That's good news. No word on Walker yet. Right. 
he hit he's, not on, he's not on the DL, so I mean, I thought just, he did hit the IL. I didn't see it. They just pushed the starts back. I'll I'll double check for you. I thought I he did. Well, I'll, I'll double, double check sh- that for me. I'll double okay. check it right now. Um, other than that, though, you I you look at Cross. So in Bayo's start at one point in time, in on the defense behind You're him, right. you had deal fifteen day. He's on the fifteen day. Well, what he was at when was he activated? It was like three or four days ago, I think two or three days ago. Yeah, he's on the deal. Okay, so whatever. Expect him back for the playoffs. If you have, uh, if you have Sale, Evaldi, and Pavetta pitching, you can wait for Walker. July fifth, so he can be back. I mean, fifth. Yeah, so he can be back for. I don't get. Hold on, real, real quick, and I need to bitch about this. Major League Baseball reinstituted reinstituted the fifteen day DL. But you still have the fucking 10 day, 10 day DL. What the fuck are you doing? Get rid of one. I'm so tired of this. You got guys going on the 10 day DL. You got guys going on the 15 DL. What the fuck is the difference? I don't understand it. Give them ever all 15 day DL and just say that's it. Now you got a 10 day and you got a 15 day. I don't know what the fuck the difference is. Major League Baseball. I think it was COVID, fuck- wasn't it? I think no, they instituted they the 10 day for COVID. They changed it before COVID. Really? They changed it 2019. And you're in your and just to be clear, you're saying disabled because the DL because you will never you're not recognizing never. what does IL even stand for? Injured what list. Is, injured list. Yeah. No, you're disabled list. <laughs> it will never change. Heinz Field is changing names. It will always be Heinz Field to me. It's serious. Like the Staples Center. Staples Center. Fuck. He beat me to it. Franchi Cordero, first Sucks. base. Brian Dahlbach, Sucks. third base. Christian Arroyo left field. Does that sound like uh, what's three ninths if you divide it by uh, that boil down to one third? What does that sound like a third of your of a starting defense for uh, for a a championship club? Nope. No, it's terrible. Ray, were you were you excited about my math up front there? I was kind of laughing in my head that you didn't know that a third of not never mind going. Bill would have had that already. Like you can't even read and write. Shut up, Ray. He's a plumber. Like no, like he has to. He's in the trades. Like numbers you deal with a lot. They I don't even fractions and shit. Deal he deals with, with like day. tape measures. I measure my dick in the. I bet you can't do the salt. math though. I bet <laughs> that's three ninths of an inch. I bet you can't take the fractions no, and divide the them and come up with the answer. Tape measure. What? Can you take the fractions and do the math on paper? Bullshit. Ooh, another challenge. This is another challenge. <laughs> right up to the geography B, I'll do that for you. Geography B and then math B for right. And then you, you can try to hit a baseball again. Five A's divided by seven sixteenths. Go, Ray. Your small dick. Ooh. I, I need the paper. Re, uh, Bill, does that sound like a uh, starting defense for a championship team to you? Or does no, that have you like seen Christian Arroyo's video going around that he conveniently went on the DL after? No, I didn't see that. What is that? You didn't see Friday night's play? Oh, you saw Friday night's play. I don't what's the video. No, the I'm highlight, you mean the highlight of it oh, of his okay, play yeah. where he had enough time to scream at his whole team that he can't see the ball and it still fell behind him about a hundred yards. <laughs> like it was almost an inside the park home run to literally the worst guy in the lineup. And Joey Gallo was hitting 164. He got a, a triple, got thrown out at home. Like, come on. Come on, that it's just pathetic. Like, how do, it was a clear skies. Like, how do you lose that ball? Like, I just don't understand it. You have terrible defense. 
Dahlbach, by the way, was uh, brought up as a third baseman. That's his natural position. I don't That's trust his natural him. position. Cool. Yeah, and I don't trust him to play there at all. You gotta get you gotta get Devers healthy. You know, he's got back injuries. He he missed the last two it's games. It's not about Devers games. not being healthy, Bill. It's about your depth. Like you're relying yeah, it's on terrible. Rob, so, uh, Rob, also, Rob uh, Wright Snyders and the Kiki Hernandez who just got shut down. You brought up Jared Duran. After Jared Duran, dude, that play is, by Jared Duran. What was that play a couple nights ago where he misjudged that ball? Yeah, that and guy's he, a fucking hack out there. You know, too. he was 0 for 10 against the Yankees with seven strikeouts. Yeah, great, great. You're a pumpkin. You're a walking pumpkin, Red Sox. Look at your talent. You're a walking pumpkin. It's about to explode at any point in time. And John Henry has come out and said still that they're on the right track. This is what they're looking to do. You're still building. This is a building team. Yeah, so, he's going to the safe and he's looking at all that money that he's saving for not paying anyone. He'd be like, yes. Well, they just played Malkin over there in Pittsburgh. And, oh, uh, they did pay him? Rackin, Rakin. Rakin, Rakin's the deal that pissed me off more. Malkin, Malkin was actually, I was, I think he came in under. Well, they're plus ten million for the both of them, right? They were close to uh, twelve. But Reichel, Reichel was one of the guys I wanted out of Anaheim for the Bruins. Thank God. I'm just I'm not saying, a John Henry spending money uh, so elsewhere. Right John Henry spending money in Pittsburgh. So what do you want him to? And what Liverpool. do you want him to do in Boston? What do you want him to do? He Max also came out and said Patrick uh, going to the fucking Kings, he spends a dude. shit ton of money on his uh, on his uh, baseball team and his nerds up there in the analytics department and on the guys taping knees in the health department. So what do you want him to do? Sign sign another good player for the Red Sox? Get out of here. There's too much money going elsewhere. Too much money going elsewhere. Don't disagree. Uh, I don't know. That's a lot of Red Sox talk. Do you want to? You have anything on Jeter Downs? Jeter, Dan, Jeter Downs came up. He is uh, Verdugo, Jeter Downs, Connor Wong is who you got for Mookie Betts. Verdugo. They're all up. They're all up right now. They're all up, and they're all. Uh, well, what do you think? It, so Jeter Downs has played four games, <laughs> sitting three seventy five. He had two big hits against the Yankees. Uh, we know Verdugo is uh, he's an everyday ball player. He's your six seven hitter. You're fine. Connor Wong is nothing. Do you think Jeter Downs has a, a place in the bigs? Absolutely not. Just a not. short stint? Absolutely not. Where are you going to play him? You just spent big money on Trevor Story. You got Marcel Mayer waiting in the wings. You still got Bogarts on this team. Well, you need like, pitching. He's a trade bait. Do you think he's a big league player? No, I do not. I, I, don't, don't, I don't think he's a big league player. I think if he was a big league, like what's your, one of the biggest holes in the, the field has been second base for, I don't know, 2019. Right. So, I mean, it, it, you, you went out and traded your best player, your best homegrown player that you've had in God knows how long. Right. And then Jeter Downs was the focal point besides Verdugo. Like Jeter Downs was the top prospect you got in that trade. At this point in 2022, he should be making meaningful impacts on a team. You if he had made the strides and been an everyday ball player ball player you're not going out and spending 140 million or 160 million i forget the trevor story deal you're not going out and spending that money on trevor story you're not doing it you're not doing it that yeah. that is that guy is supposed to be and now we got blaze jordan or nick york at second base too like, <laughs> he has like 40 fucking middle infielders coming up yeah. uh well that's my point you got a lot of depth there and you got big league guys already on the lineup so i see a guy you can be trade bait for i, I hope so but you gotta showcase um over the you gotta look at a team like pittsburgh or miami you gotta look at those teams right so you're an everyday ball ball player on the kansas cities and the tampa bays and, and teams like that but no no good big league team is going to give you 
a decent to good pitcher for Jeter Downs, right? So I think about Michael Chavis. Michael Chavis was the next guy that was coming out first round pick, came on the scene, had a bunch of home runs early, and then people, yeah, and then people figured him out and started striking him out. Like that's what I think Jeter Jeter Downs is. He's gonna go to a guy like a team like a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Pirates where Michael Chavis is hitting 265, 270 there right now playing, you know, mostly platooning, but I mean, he's getting meaningful at bats. I think that's the type of team that Jeter Downs has to go to go to to be an everyday player because everyday player on the Red Sox no, just shows you another reason you you miff, you, you whiff the Mookie Betts trade, but that's neither here and here or there. Well, or there. All right, that was a lot, that's just said. lot said, of baseball talk Raymond um we're gonna get into some more uh interesting things for you but before that please let's get into uh headlines with the obvious one thank you there Richard Chris Sale made his debut on Tuesday night pitching five innings with five strikeouts allowing no runs that lanky motherfucker is back in all seriousness I'm concerned for his health he is so skinny I've never been that skinny in my life as an infant, I was 140 pounds, and I ate American chop suey on the reg. I now rely on the fupa, warmth, and comfort. I could literally eat cereal out of Chris Sale's concaved ass. I'm just saying. In Bruins news, they announced Jim Montgomery as new head coach this week. He's boring, other than getting fired for getting trashed and pooping in a plant at the owner's house, allegedly. The NHL has exploded with a free agent frenzy, and the Bruins' uh, big splash was trading Eric Holla, holla, holla to the Devils for Pavel Zaka, a 25-year-old center, former number six overall pick. Zaka is a career minus 66, so that's pretty good. And former number one draft pick, Nikhil Harrier, was traded to the Chicago Bears for a seventh-round draft pick in 2024. Nikhil uh, Harry now officially holds the title for worst draft pick in the Bill Belichick era. Congratulations. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you, Richard. Not a lot of zip on that one. I think your delivery was pretty poor, but you read all the words really well. Thank you. I'll work on the delivery next time. It's okay. No, just because he sounded them out in his head every time, right before he said a word. Yeah, Ebonics don't generally work with comedy. Mm, that's racist. Sorry. Uh, speaking of racist, let's talk about hockey. Uh, the NHL free agency frenzy is... Fast underway as uh, and over probably uh, the the way things happen today Wednesday well, as we record the Bruins are done right now. The Bruins are done they made a move um as as Dr Big Mac there just mentioned in the uh, in the headlines Eric Halla 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 was traded uh, his one year deal left at two point three seven five for Pavel Zaka who is a restricted free agent. Who I don't think is signed. Uh, we can get into that. Let me give you a uh, player profile here on Pavel Zaka. He's a centerman, also plays left wing. Uh, he's a Czech Whoa. from the Czech Republic, a Krejci native. Thanks, Bill. That's uh, what I think of the Bruins. Left shot. Well, we have a Red Wings fan here today, so this is a little bit off topic. But they're I'll... looking real good. They had three real good signings today. Oh, uh, Pavel uh, Zaka for the Bruins fans uh, was six overall in the 2015 draft. Bill, have you forgotten about the 2015 draft? Of the Bruins, now that you're not a fan, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, great draft, great draft for the Bruins. I mean, yeah, well, not bad. As you're, if you, as you are a Red Wings fan, uh, Zaka is 6'3", 210 pounds. Again, twenty five years old. Here's his career stats: hundred and ten points in three hundred and eighty six games. He is a career minus sixty six. Uh, in 2021, he played 70 games with 15 goals, 21 points, was a minus 21. Uh, Ray, can we make sense of this deal? What? So Eric Halla was pretty good with on that second line. They had something going with Taylor Hall and David Pasternak. Those guys are all expected back. We are in a holding pattern with Don Sweeney and Cam Neely trying to hold on to their jobs. They're trying to bring Krejci back. They're trying to bring Bergeron back. That's happening. I said this as soon as this deal went off, I texted you, is this a salary dump from the Bruins? Because the Zaka kids are restricted free agents. Someone's going to make him an offer. I don't think he has one yet. Are they just clearing space for Krejci? Is this a kid that they want to build, help build around? Make sense of this deal for me, Ray. What the, what, as the rest of the league goes crazy signing and trading the, the Bruins where they, where they need as much cap space as possible, essentially took Howla, traded him at 2.375 and took Zaka back in his, his tenure should be around 3 million, if not more. So they didn't save money if they want to keep them. What's what's the deal here? They started off free agency with $2.5 million. Uh, they still need to bring Brad Bergeron, who is not signed, and they need to bring Brad Krejci, who is in negotiations for both one-year deals. They don't have the money to do that. So getting rid of uh, Hala 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 for a one-year deal for Zaka, who's probably not going to sign here and is going to get signed somewhere else, so they might get a draft pick out of the whole situation. So that's what that's for. But I don't think their trading's done. They're going to have to clear more guys off the books, more shitbags that uh, Don Sweeney has drafted over the years and free agents that he got that are terrible and wasting away in salary cap because in order to get your prize possession uh, Bergeron back, you got to get rid of some more assets on this team. And in that same vein, there are rumors now coming out that the Bruins are interested in bringing one Tory Krug back. <laughs> Tory Krug at $6.5 AAV. Uh, they want to dump... The bullshit salaries of, I don't know, uh, 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 Felino. It has to be Frederick. Novak. Frederick, uh, don't make shit. There's a couple guys. No, the guys that they signed last year, the middle six guys they signed there at, at three mil a piece. Um, uh, Greslick's at four something. So if you can they, move Greslick to get Tory Crude, okay. But as far as Eric Holla being a salary dump, no, because. Pavel is going to make more money. It, regardless, they're not going to sign Pavel. They're not going to sign him. That's the whole thing. They're not going to keep him. Okay, then, like, if you don't keep him, it's a salary dump, and it's still for what to bring a thirty-seven-year-old David, David Krejci back. A I'm not saying I'm okay David with it. I'm trying Krejci to make back. sense. I'm trying to make sense of it, Bill. I'm trying to make sense of it. So, would you rather have the underachieving sixth overall pick, um, who's twenty-five years old, six-three-two-ten, lefty centerman? Or what What kind of draft pick do you get if someone signs that away from you? What do you get, a third Maybe round or something? Third, third, third or fourth. I think it's a third rounder. Which guy would you rather have? Which, which And uh, Adam, would you rather have the pick in David Krejci or um, Zaka? Zaka, and I'm going to tell you a reason why, because I want the Bruins completely and utterly blow it up. And I think you're getting, I mean, you're looking at talent alone as a number 
number six overall pick. I mean, you got to try to hopefully bank. I'd rather pay him $3 million than the likes of Nick Felino and Thomas Nozick. You know, you lost Curtis Lazar for pretty cheap money, right? I mean, he signed for a while, one and a half million, I, I believe, over I think three. It was one million. AAV, over uh, three, I think, or something like that. Three. Which, I mean, you're... It's the terrible. It's, it's it's poor management. I mean, but you need to blow it up. You need to start over. Holla didn't okay, have. A I don't mean to interrupt you because we've been saying blowing up for a while, but they're not going to blow it up. So what is their plan? Like, what is their plan? Okay, I think the so plan is to clear calorie. I, I think the the plan is to clear salary space. That's. But the how plan. do you do that? that? So you you they, have. So if they resound, uh, re- renounce his rights, which may happen then that's where that's how you do it. You don't, you can renounce his rights and have no good. See ya. That's okay, it. Well, that's a couple million. That's whatever it is. Like, yeah, you have Nozek, you have Felino, whatever that is, five, six million combined. You've got, uh, uh, um, uh, in the goalie position. Sorry. Whom, why can't I come up with the name? Keep going anyways. Allmark. Allmark. Thank you. I was trying to think of Skidmark and Allmark didn't come up. That's why. Allmark's making five million. So now that's you know, now you're talking eleven. That's enough Can to I bring speak on that real version and Critchy. Go yeah. ahead. A Stanley Cup winning goalie this year just signed for five years and twenty six point two five million dollars. Would you rather have uh Darcy Comfer, who just won a Stanley Cup with a fucking Colorado? Avalanche? Yes. Would you rather have prematurely spent $5 million on Olmark, who sucks and didn't even start in the playoffs when you, what did he start, game one or game two or whatever, and you went completely to your rookie? An utter mismanagement of funds on this team. The it's fact a mismanagement that, of all around, Bill. Yeah, is, there you did, example, is there a better example in sports of, of someone in their job that doesn't belong in their job. I'm sure we could come up with some because the Bruins have been. Yeah, who's that guy? Uh, Bernard King from the uh, New Jersey Nets at the time or whatever his fuck. <laughs> okay, game sure. Was. Yeah, but these guys have been in. These guys have been in power for a decade plus. Cassidy and Sweeney. If you count Shirelli, well, Neely, Neely's been in. Neely's Sweeney, been. But guy. Sweeney was under Shirelli. He, they just Sweeney kept was that over fucking, him. That's the problem. Sweeney's the one that's pulling the not Sweeney, but fucking Neely's the one pulling the strings. I get that. No, well, this is my point. We we look at these moves and we ask the questions: What are they doing? What's their plan? They want to bring Krejci back. They want to bring Bergeron back. They want to bring Tory Krug back. Is now the rumor? I'm not paying twenty eight million dollars. Like what? The they're just fucking defense. hanging on with strings. There's no. Well, they're saying that he's no forward that. thinking. Dude, oh, I, okay. Yeah, so we haven't we haven't talked about this on the program yet. David Parsonak is now rumored to uh, sign a contract for eighty to one hundred million dollars. The max amount of years that he can sign with the Bruins would be eight years. So you're looking at an AAV of from ten to whatever. What's that math? Twelve five. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a, I think the eight it's years capped. It's capped. I think it, it. You can't go over like ten five because so Johnny. No, Gru- Connor McDavid makes twelve five. I thought there was certain like no, the, but, uh, it's uh, oh, so, uh, no, it's the a Edmonton guys the make cap, 12 I five. Um, I gotta look because Taze and Kane only are at 10. I yeah, don't know there's, years ago. I know, but there's a they cap it at a certain amount of money because a Vetchkin signed for like 13 or 14. But you remember they had to to go back on the table because he signed for more. Yeah, but he's yeah, but his deal was like 
his deal was a hundred plus. His, Ovechkin's deal was a hundred plus. Either way, let me let me give you a short answer to this. I'm not signing signing David Pasternak to a hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, eight, no, yeah 12, 12, 12 out of eight for a hundred. You're right. So I think yeah. that's no, like this. David's salary is sixteen million dollars a year. No, it's eight for a hundred. Connor McDavid's not sixty million dollars a year. Um, it's like twelve something. Um, twelve. Let, let, let's focus on uh, David Pasternak. David Pasternak. Let me give you the reasons why I'm not doing that deal. Number one, he's never played on a line without. Well, I guess never as strongly, but his production mostly has come from a line with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand now considered one of the best two-way players in the game. Patrice Bergeron always has been considered one of the best two-way players in the game. He clearly has benefited from those guys. Even when sent down, he was playing with Taylor Hall, an ex-MVP, um, or David Krejci, who you know is one of the best centers in the game when he was playing. So I don't think his production is as valuable if you don't have the strong pieces around him, number one. Number two, the rest of his game kind of fucking sucks. He can score, but what else does he do? Number three, where has he been in the biggest moments? That's been my strongest point for a number of years. I get he's only 24, 25, 26. How old is he? 26 now? Yeah, 25, I think. Yeah, right around there. And the last point, the Bruins are not in the position to pay this guy to go win a championship in the next three, four years. They need to be moving backwards. They, they are in the point where they need to be trading this guy in a Jack Eichel move where you have either two really good young prospects that are about to come up or draft picks or whatever that looks like. You're looking for four assets from David Pasternak. You need to make the move um, as soon as possible. The only way I'm going to, I'm going to counter you. I don't disagree but I ha- I'm going to counter your point in the fact of the Eichel return. Eichel's signed for term. The problem with moving David Pasnick to the highest bidder now is the fact that he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. I'll so give to, you. I'll give you. So to I'll get the Eichel, that. so I'm that's assuming the only that he's going to yeah. sign. Uh, that's the only that- reason I'm going to disagree with you is because of the re- you're not going to get the return that you got for Eichel because Eichel signed long term. He has $10 million a year contract for the next five to six years, I think, because he had, he just signed. The problem is right now, the Bruins aren't going to sign David Pasnack to some ridiculous contract and then trade him away to the highest bidder because they're going to let him at least control where he's going to go. So the problem right now is if you sign him, you're going to give him that control of choosing where you're going to go. Taylor Hall is a perfect example. Left the Buffalo for what? Him and Curtis Lazar for a second round pick? No, but I'll give you a better example. I'll counter your counter. Okay. Uh, I like this countering. Hampus Lindholm just came to the Bruins only on the preface that he signed an eight-year deal with them. So you can but, do that. But again, but he wanted to come here. So, yeah. So in, right. to, your, to your point, your point. But if I'm the Bruins, he has no David Pasnak has zero leverage with the Bruins right now because they have that. OK, sure. Well, unless you want to play ball with him and, and send him to a spot and get the best return. Can I, can, can right? I, if can the I, Kraken, yeah. if if Seattle puts on puts a fucking package out there, that's three first round picks and yeah, some something. Oh, yeah. See ya. You know? But well, the problem you're, is you're, you're not sending him. You're not sending him to a contender if there's picks involved. Then they're going to be late first round. No, 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 no. 
um, yeah, you, the Bruins have the entire control. They have the entire leverage. They have it all the way until next season, Bill, even as a guy that doesn't have a, a year left, you still have leverage in that. And the well, same, you could trade his rights true right. too. So you so, can trade. I mean, but most... that being said, I'm fucking trading the guy. I'm trading the player. I'm trading the player. Uh, David Pasternak is not Connor McDavid. He is not dry saddle. He was not Ovechkin. He is. He is not Crosby, Malkin, uh, is, McKinnon. He is not. He's not the guys at the top of this list on that money. He's not that guy. I'm sorry. You. We've I don't disagree. He doesn't do disagree. enough for the rest of with, with in the rest of his game. He scores a lot of goals because he plays with Patrice Bergeron and, and fucking Martian. Come on. You don't I'm not, get hundred million dollars. I don't Bye-bye. disagree. hundred uh, percent. I think earlier today, I, well, who asked the question, Ray or you eight, seven to eight, five is my max with him. If you can get him on a hometown discount, which I, this is the only time I'm going to give Don Sweeney credit is he somehow gets his guys to sign team friendly deals. Taylor Hall last year could have got way more money than the what five, nine or five, five he's getting. He's under Brad Marchand at 6'3", as a, as a left wing. Sweeney does a good job of convincing his guys to sign for less. Brad Marchand right? is the best contract in the league. I don't disagree with that. I think 100% if his head's on his head's on straight. But I'm not even going to give Sweeney full. full no, uh, Peter Shirelli, if I'm pretty. No, I'm going to give it to deal? Bergeron. Yeah, Bergeron. Give Bergeron I mean, you got, you got pulled. But the thing is, that's why if you're a Bruins fan and the most important thing you're doing this offseason is bringing Patrice back because of that. David Pasnack grew up in the NHL with Patrice Bergeron and Zidane Ochara mentoring him, right? You had some pretty strong leadership there, and it's probably the leadership is what convincing guys to sign for less. And right? So Krug, I mean, right, right? Isn't it thoughts that they, they want to bring Krug back so they can try and sign Pasnack for less? Yeah, because it's his buddy or something. Yeah, it was his so best friend. That, it was his best yeah, friend. So they're yeah. hoping that that would be a, a, a advantage to getting him to sign. Well, like I said, him. I am capping stupid. it. What I a stupid way to run a team. Are there, Charlie is, are there still openings for the... Red Wing fans, Bill? Yeah, you want to join? Come <laughs> on you. over. They come on over. They got they got good management. They got a general manager that built a two-time Stanley Cup winner down in um, Tampa Bay. Going, they were going on the third. He built that goddamn team, and now he's going to do it for the fucking Red Wings. You need you need strong leadership up the top. Former players are hit or miss. Cam Neely, as a foreign player, is not doing enough no, to, he, to bring the Bruins what they did. Riding riding the coattails of 2011, and um, and they're letting him. Okay, um, running late on this, so let me just give you some names that went in the NHL frenzy, and I, I'm sure I missed a couple because this email went out around noon. So let me. I missed uh, the group who went to Johnny Capitals. Hockey, went to Johnny Hockey, went to the Columbus Darcy okay. Kempfer this morning, went to the Capitals from Colorado. That's a big get Colorado. Um, yep. The Capitals revamped their whole they, they try. They traded Varlamov and um, Sam Sonoff just signed with uh, fuck who he just signed for cheap deal. Toronto. He went to Toronto. Yeah, I saw that. OK, so let me give you the other big ones. Uh, the Lightning re up their big guys. Sergikov. Sergikov, 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 five and yep. a half million, right? Sorelli yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cernak all signed eight year extensions in order. Sergikov, eight and a half AAV, Sorelli, uh, six to five, and Cernak, five, uh, two. So Lightning are keeping their guys together. So, uh, you know, 
another reason why the Bruins should blow it up. Well, yeah, they're going to lose Stamco soon. He's going to retire. But I mean, you're looking at Kucherov. Yeah, you still got point. You still got Victor Hedman and Braden Point's probably the most underrated player in hockey. She's the best player on that team. Because offensively, stays, at least he stays healthy. Kucherov is good. Kucherov's yeah, the best player, but he doesn't stay healthy. Yeah, Braden Point's disgusting. Oh, fucking good. Okay, uh, Sharks traded Brent Burns to the Hurricanes. That was one thing that was ruined for a while. Um, do you think that makes the Hurricanes over the edge? I don't know. They just the Hurricanes, got a, but not him, but they just got another guy. Let me look okay. up real quick. It's uh, big. Red Wings. Your Red Wings got Andrew Kopp from uh, love it. the Rangers. Five years, 5.625 AAV. I love Andrew Kopp, man. I've liked this guy for a while. I wanted the Bruins to make a move on him at the deadline, and they didn't. Uh, your Red Wings got him. The Senators got Claude Giroux at six and a half for three years. Canucks signed. How do you pronounce this guy? Ilya Mikavia. Thank you, Dr. Big Mac. Four, seven, five. Rangers got uh, Trocek, who there has been talks. The, he was he was linked to the Red Wings, and I was really liking that getting Trocek. Well, Trocek this is a New England show, Bill. I don't know if you're aware. He was also linked to the Bruins a little bit. Seven-year deal. Uh, that's the max deal you can get as a free agent going to a new team. So seven at 5.625. What's He's older, though, right? Trocek, what is he? He's got to be around 30. Uh, he's older than that, I think. I'm looking at him right now. He's seven years on, on that guy. So uh, Rangers replaced Cop with Trotrek. I don't know if I like that move for the Rangers. We'll see. Uh, Oilers got Jack Campbell on a five-year, five million AV. Blues signed Nick Letty to sure up their top four uh, defense. Oilers signed, uh, re-signed Evander Kane. He's only 29. Uh, is he 29? Well, seven years. Oh, um, uh, Carolina got uh, Patrietti, uh Max. Did Patrietti. they? They that was the other big one. So they traded. How old for is him. he? He's got to be mid thirty, mid late thirty. So they lost Cro uh, Crocheck and they got fucking uh, uh, Patrietti. That's a huge deal. A uh, huge deal for them. That's a that, loss in my mind. It's a loss, but thirty three years old. Patrietti's only thirty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, okay, let me finish this list. Uh, Vander Kane goes back to the Oilers, who are one of the most disappointing teams in the NHL. 5-5 five, five AAV for him. I, uh, dude, who? For who? Kane. Kane. I thought it was 5-1. It's over 5. But so either, either way, way, either way, 5-5-5-1, five, 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 who gives yeah, 4 yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, either that, way, that's... That's a number for a guy that's uh, famously been in the news for pissing away his life. Beating up his wife. And then the Penguins, the uh, let me get, just get this through so we can go through. Malkin uh, goes back to the Penguins. They also got uh, Raikkonen, 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 um, however you pronounce that. Uh, and the Canucks signed away Curtis Lazar from the Bruins, who I liked on that fourth line. I thought he was a, he was a really good player for them at a million up at a million bucks. A million bucks, year. right around a million. Hey, I don't really like to see him go for that money, but um, that's what happened. Okay, we're gonna do a quick break. We'll be back with uh, some Patriots talk. Okay. Uh, the worst pick in uh, Bill Belichick history is officially out the door. Raymond Nikhil Harry, uh, former first round pick. Bill, when did he go? 20... 29. He was late. He was... 30, I thought. Was it? Okay, we can get that answer for you. Uh, but either way, he was traded to the Chicago Bears, who 32. have one of the worst uh, passing games uh 32. The history of the history of passing games in the NFL, the Bears 
probably fall at the bottom. You have, I mean, it's absolutely. Their best quarterback is Jim McMahon. Yeah, they're so uh, Nikhil Harry, a perfect spot for him. Go to Chicago, 2024 seventh round pick. Ray, your uh, initial thoughts on the deal, and then I'll give you some uh, some statistics to roll with go ahead uh, finally this has actually happened i mean this has been in the talks for a few years now he's been the, worst, the biggest bust in patriots history and it's about time we got rid of him i don't care if it was a bag of balls it was time to trade this piece of shit out of here in new england strong words here's his career stats uh in 33 games he collected 57 receptions 598 yards and four touchdowns here's the guys that came after him i won't even i'll give you oh. some of the stats after but let me just give you some names Debo Samuel, who's, oh. I think, my favorite player in the NFL right now. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Came after uh, Nikhil Harry. A.J. Brown, who literally came out and said he cried when the Patriots didn't select him because he wanted to go to New England so bad. A.J. Brown uh, was selected after. McCole Hardman uh, from the Chiefs. D.K. Metcalf, ever heard of him? Deontay Johnson with 20 career touchdowns in three seasons to Nikhil Harry's four. Uh, Terry McLaurin just signed a three-year, hundred-something million-dollar deal with the Commanders down there in Washington. One of the worst franchises uh, you got going. Terry McLaurin was signed by them. Hunter Renfro, the heir apparent for one Julian Edelman and Wes Welker. Uh, fast little white guy tearing it up now for Josh McDaniels. And Darius like him. Slayton. Love like him, him a lot. I Darius like him Slayton a lot. Darius Slayton in, uh, in uh, New York. Yeah. And the Giants dealing with that bum, Joe Judge and uh, Daniel Jones. He can't stay healthy either, but I mean, you got to. He still got 13 touchdowns, 1,800 yards. Uh, let me give, I'll just give you some quick stats here. Hunter Renfro, uh, 2,300 yards, uh, 15 touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, 16 touchdowns. Again, these are some shitty fucking teams these guys are playing for. Let's go to the Steelers. Uh, gave you the 20 touchdowns for Deontay Johnson, 2,700 yards for him, uh, 254 catches. Obviously, DK Metcalf is a star in the league. He's got almost, he's got 29 touchdowns, 216, 3,000 yards. Jeez, a lot of these man. guys are getting thrown the ball from like shitbag quarterbacks. It's not like these yeah, guys DK are Metcalf like, all was pro it, guys. But AJ Brown with uh, Ryan um, Tannehill, with Ryan Tannehill, 24 touchdowns, 3,000 yards, 300 catches. J- him going to jail and hurts him. J- him jail hurts might be good, but yeah, Nikhil Harry's probably top three biggest bust. I'd throw. Okay, give me the other two. Give me the other two, and tell me why Nikhil Harry's not number one. Because I'm convinced I, Nikhil Harry's number one. I got Chad Jackson. Chad Jackson. Ch- Ch- Chad Second Jackson. Pick. Second round pick. And to me, he, he's all, is Dominic Easley's Dominic a big Easley. one. Malcolm Brown's up there, and I'll tell you the same ah. pick. What's his face went? Uh, Nick Hillary went 32, right? Did you look that up, Ray? Yeah, it's 32. Rosai Dowling went 32. Same draft spot. Played, what, two games? At least we got Rosai a Rosai Dowling was a second-round pick. Yeah, but same draft spot. How's that work? Uh, expansion. It's oh. right around there. He went, oh, sorry, he went 33. Whatever. It's just one pick later. It's the same shit. Those are the here's only what, two. Here's what. Those here's what. But I, I have him. I right generally up. will uh, uh, bow down to uh, the Rain Man and his knowledge of, especially Patriots draft picks. But here's why I will disagree with you. The list I just gave you, you, yeah, could, that, yeah. you could spit 
and hit a fucking uh, an all time receiver in this draft. And they picked the one guy they're going to play. Give me the Razai Dallin draft and give me all the cornerbacks that shined. Give me the Dominic Easley draft and give me all the defensive linemen that shine. Malcolm Brown, I don't even consider him a bust. He just wasn't as good as a first round pick. This guy, Nikhil Harry, Nikhil Harry couldn't fucking play. He does not belong in the league. He was drafted first overall. Chet Jackson didn't belong in the league either. But first overall. No, I'm Come sorry. On. First pick. Their first pick. The, the Patriots first pick overall. Chet Jackson was hyped up and, and he didn't live up to the hype, but he was a second round pick. He was a second round pick in a, in a draft that we can go back and look at the receivers. But I guarantee you it was not as stacked as this draft. Donald Driver came. Uh, Donald Driver was picked with the pick traded to move up to get Chad Jackson. Yeah, so I, I can cherry pick a lot of shit for that too. But you, if you want to tell me that there was another draft where the Patriots blew their pick that had as many impact players as what I just gave you, uh, I'd be impressed by that list. Because- well, I mean, this is solely on Belichick. You heard it, and you understand why the whole coaching staff, or not the coaching staff, the scouting staff, all left right after, right? I mean, that, that was the next year you had, what was it, the next year or last year you had the everyone's in together with the pick, and they put out the videos like, you guys good with this? You guys good with the Mac well, Jones wasn't pick? Chad, what, what year was um, what we, what year was Julio Jones? Was that the Chad Jackson year? No, oh. it was AJ Green. I want to say 2009. Because didn't Pioli, Chad Jackson, Chad Jackson, Pioli was asked for Belichick's um, advice, and he said that you can get Dimitrioff did. Dimitrioff, thanks. I want to uh, say it was. I want to say those guys came in between 2008 and 2010. No, but it, it was but Bel- 2010. But point was you don't, need, you don't need to draft Julio Jones at number four overall, whatever it was. You can get the same guy at X amount spot. So you just, there was that insight of the way Belichick thought. And for him to pop his cherry on the first wide receiver he's ever picked in the first round on Nikhil Harry. Woof. 2011 drafts. What an, in, what an insight to his lack of ability to draft skill players and the receiver position. And I, I and, and greatest coach of all time, but uh, as far as a GM, that's not a strength. He's he lost. Should ne- he should never draft a, re- a receiver high in the draft. And you go look at a second round picks. just just pretty terrible. Um, and that being said, let's just do a quick, quick look at the wide receiver depth chart as Nikhil Harry walks out the door. Uh, so this is a, what it looks like on, on uh, ESPN. So uh, this is how they rank them. So you got Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, backed up by Nelson Aguilar, Tyquan Thornton, the rookie, Ty Montgomery, uh, the uh, free agent signing, <laughs> backed up by something called Little, Lil, like Little John, L-I-L, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Trey Nixon, who's been uh, making waves, and Christian Wilkinson, who continues to hang around. In this, uh, in this, is Lil Jordan the guy that got from uh, New Orleans? Yes, sir. Thank you. I keep thinking of Chris. So that's nine guys there. Three guys gotta go. Lil Uh, Jordan Humphrey, Lil Jordan Humphrey, Christian Wilkerson, and And either Ty or Trey Nixon. It's Trey Nixon. uh, He's the white boy. He's a really fast white boy. He was pink stripes last pick. I don't think he's your Edelman anywhere. 
He's your Edelman, you remember, right? You were so high on him when he drafted. Ladies and gentlemen, Ernie Adams just drafted the next Julian Edelman in the seventh round. Mr. Trey Nixon. He's been uh, training with Al Galore and Mac Jones. Trey Nixon has been in everyone. Oh, then he's definitely in. He's in. He's in. I think Ty Montgomery might be your guy out. Or they trade Nelson Aguilar. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Just quickly, Bill, your thoughts on that wide receiver depth chart. Mm, trash it's completely not really trash okay. i mean that's nope, it that's nope, it no nope, nope, that's fair enough <laughs> afternoon delight and uh, uh a little bit of nba, NBA news before we end the show here sky rockets in flight Woo! afternoon delight Whoop. you guys have it i think huh. afternoon delight i don't know ron that sounds kind of crazy Okay, uh, three points from the NBA that I wanted to bring to your attention and get your and get your reaction. First point, there will be a, a heightened penalty for the transition take fouls in the NBA to try to eliminate um, guys fouling on the fast break to get some more highlight dunks, basically. So if you if you foul if you if you foul a guy if they have a uh, a free path it's not a free path but on a transition the other team will get one free throw and the ball Ray your initial thought good or bad yeah good I'm good I like dunks love it I keep the game fucking moving the only thing that will slow this down if it, if it's a replay situation oh and it will be a replay every time Ugh, fuck it. eliminate replay from the NBA and. The whole the whole game will be better. Mm, agreed. If this goes to replay, it sucks. If it doesn't, I like it. Uh, Adam Silver looking to lower the age for the draft. Get rid of that one and done situation. Right now, the uh, the age uh, age for the draft is you have to be nineteen years old to get into the draft. He wants to lower that, basically eliminating. So it's going back to the, how it used to be. Yep. Basically, yeah, the NFL needs to the do rule. the same thing. Yeah, people, you've seen Mike Williams back in the day from USC, and and um, I forget the other guy, Reggie Aaron Bush. Aaron, no, there was another guy that sued the NFL that one year. Uh, uh, Maurice Claret Hernandez. He was like the youngest player ever drafted in the NFL. Claret. Remember, he Maurice tried. Claret. Yes, he tried. He, him and Mike Williams tried to sue. I mean, yeah, let these guys play in the NBA. I thought you've seen the. NBA makes it work better than NFL or any of these guys. These guys you've seen LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett, chapter one, fucking uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Some guys, but you've seen Kwame Brown. You've seen good players come out of the, uh, the high school level. It's, it's a joke. Now you're seeing it get rid of the one and done in college. I think it's a joke. You're seeing these big market teams go out and get, the best prospect. I mean, Kyrie Irving's one. He had one and done. You've seen these guys. Ben Simmons, one and done at LSU. Jason like Tatum, Kevin Durant, Kevin, Kevin Durant. I mean, that's what. Like, I understand you're wasting this time going to college. Now you're seeing guys going straight to the G League, that could most likely be in the NBA. I would rather my guys learn in the NBA than learn a year or two in college. Get them, get them NBA ready right away. Let them if they can, if they're you're talented enough to make that leap, make that leap. Yeah, there's it's the fringe guys that are um, the Sebastian Telfairs, the Kendrick yeah, Perkins, it's the fringe guys Eddie that Curry's. are the problem and it kind of fucks all the whole thing up. I was a fan of the one. If you don't get drafted, though, I will say this: if you don't get drafted, you should be allowed to take your college offer. Yeah, that's so. That's that's a good point. But the like other thing, you, too, is that the college uh, college athletes are getting paid now, too. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you just, I just read about a high school kid that's like 16, just signed $8 million. Mm-hmm. He's the number, he's the number one quarterback going to be whenever he dra- gets. Isn't it Manning's kid, uh, nephew? No, it's another kid. It's a oh, dual threat quarterback. He, he literally signed Arch. for it. He, he signed going to Texas. Texas is Arch. No, Arch Manning, but it's not, it's not him. It's another kid. Oh. I think he, he's like, a sophomore or junior in high school and he just signed for eight million dollars he's supposed to be like he's a dual threat quarterback he can run he can throw they just need to make another league what it comes down to is they just need to uh, baseball this shit and make some minor leagues he's he's trying it nfl can't do it i mean you're looking at usl ufs usfl xfl is supposed to have a partnership with the nfl now like that was the nfl can do it nfl can do it if they if they really if they really try it, they're, they're running up against the NCAA they're running up against the sec and the NCAA and what they, uh, they have going for it. But, um, all right. So, uh, NBA wants to lower that age. We'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see what it does. They want to make the play in per- tournament, uh, permanent. I think that's a good move. I, I think love it. Add a ton of fucking excitement to the end of regular seasons the last couple of years. I think it's great. Fuck you, LeBron. LeBron was a big uh, guy Ooh, against speaking it. Speaking of simple minds of the week, he's my nominee. Okay, we'll get there in a second. Uh, and then lastly on the NBA, uh, the Utah Jazz are blowing it up. They are. Uh, Danny well, I don't. And the Utah Jazz. Are Jesus Christ. Why are you they, trying to trade Donovan Mitchell? What are they doing? What are the Utah Jazz doing? So they're requ- they are accepting trade requests for Donovan Mitchell. For Donovan Mitchell. After our, after trading typical Rudy Danny, it's Ida. typical Danny. It's typical Danny. He's trying to recreate what he did in Brooklyn. He's trying to recreate what he fucking did oh, with the big three. That's exactly what, he, what it is. I understand what he's doing. They re- reached their plateau. They were the number one seed in the Western Conference. They couldn't make it to the NBA finals. because they couldn't stay healthy. Donovan Mitchell couldn't stay they can't healthy. Get it done. So get ACL. So he's saying, let's fucking start over. Let you me can add as pieces. Much Rudy Gobert is the, the second or third best defensive player in the league. But he started COVID. In the NBA, after Marcus Smart, that's why I said second or third. I couldn't give him first because he's not the rating defensive player of the year. There but he won like two years. No, in a row. I uh, yeah, yeah. The Danny Ainge angle is really interesting in this. What a mistake! What a fucking mistake! But he didn't do this with the Fuck Celtics. They couldn't get over it, and they maybe that's why they fired him because he was trying to try trade Tatum and Brown, and Wick was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, I'm trading these guys. Um, what a mistake! I, I, I never thought that was a good idea unless Rudy Gobert is just such a cancer that they had to get rid of him. But trading Mitchell, I don't get it. I don't get well, it. Well, him and Mitchell hated each other. You got to build around Mitchell. Danny Edge is a moron. Glad yeah. he's gone. Okay. Uh, on that note, simplest minds of the week to end the show here, real quick. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Ray, why don't you kick off uh, Simplest Minds of the Week? Uh, you, you had this as here. your opening. Oh, I wasn't done. You had this as your opening take, so let's uh, finish off the show with your closing take. Uh, go ahead, one. Zach Wilson. Oh, yes. The city of Toronto, dumb losers. Blue Jays fired Charlie Monteo. What, what the fuck? What are you doing? Zach you... Wilson is not a Simplest Mind of the Week. He is a goddamn national treasure. He is a hero. He does not belong on this list. He is a man among men, and I respect the fuck out of Zach Wilson. How Ray, dare you put him on this fucking list? Ray, give give us give us your reasons why you respect Zach Wilson. He took two girls to the prom. One, he plays NFL quarterback in the NFL. He's an NFL quarterback Terribly. for the New York Jets. Uh, he banged his mom's best friend. Either or. I don't care if she's ugly, if she's beautiful. He did what we all have wanted to do. And okay. Bill does then, that uh, every Tuesday. I've never okay, wanted to have sex with one of my Bill, mom's best friends. Would, 
Here's what I would propose, Bill. I would expect Bill. I'm going to text you the name because of that respect that you give to this stranger for banging his uh, mom's best friend. I would expect plaques on me and Bill's doorsteps by the end of the week. I want a trophy and I want some keychains and I want some gift certificate, gift certificate, certificates for ice creams. I can't talk now. The edibles just kicked in. (laughs) Zach Zach Wilson's a dumbass. His girlfriend at the time um, was an absolute dime, and Slut. and he and he cheated on her with his mom's friend, who was some trashy hoe. They are they're Mormon, so I guess this girl, she's also Mormon. She was be a I, picture. No, I texted you. I don't want to. I'm not looking I at want a deep dive, Ray. No, I told you who the guy's mom is that we were talking about. Yeah, it was his teammate at Utah, right? That's that not the right person. Oh God no, he he's God banging his he's banging his ex girlfriend. That's Zach what the story Wilson's is. mom's friend is who Zach Wilson banged, and in order to do that, he lost his relationship with his dime piece girlfriend, who's now banging Zach Wilson's ex best friend from BYU. So apparently, these. This you can get one with, dime piece. You can get she's another. down with uh, sister wives, but she's not down with sister moms. They, she's not down with Zach Wilson banging his mom's moms. So Zach Wilson's a fucking idiot. Zach Wilson's a fucking idiot. Ray's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Never mind. God, this is so stupid. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday Rewind, uh, July fifteenth. We'll. Uh, See you next time. Bye-bye. 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 I got something troubling on my mind. I got something troubling on my mind. I got something floating out of sight. I got something. I got something on my Come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Hello. Hello. Oh, yep. When I first clicked on to view the video to see you, I thought your hat said cool. I was going to laugh, but also angry at the same time. Oh, man, that I think we have. I think we have an entire product line. You're just cool. Right in front of us. Cool. <laughs> just cool. We just steal the cores font. <laughs> the curse. Yeah. Cursive. Cool. Just cool. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Let's go, t-shirt maker. <laughs> oh. What you gonna you're gonna explain what happened to that top of that border? Uh, I started running out of red. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly got mad at me. She yelled at me. Stop using all the fucking ink to make t-shirts. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, honey. Is it the same ink you'd use on like an HP printer? Oh, here comes uh, the queen from the dark, from the darkness. He comes from the closet. Oh, fuck. Undisclosed lemonade. Well, uh, this is my voice you're going to hear for the last time tonight, folks. Uh, Enjoy with Billy Backwards. (laughs) Old Billy Rambles. How you doing, Bill? Doing wonderful. How are you? You know, it's actually bad, too, when he has an off-white 
just plain white t-shirt on like he's too hot i didn't want to throw anything else it's too hot. I didn't want to throw any uh, anything else on, so I figured I'd wear this decrepit white T-shirt. You you rock that like not stained, but just worn out Hanes white T-shirt under every work shirt you wear every single day. Correct. <laughs> what do I care? And you make fun of me for wearing a wife beater. Well, that's stupid. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> that's very that's stupid. Really terrible. I mean, yeah, only rapists and. That's it. That's all I got. And white beaters. That's all I got. (laughs) No, the undershirt is just in. There's there's just a lot of new material that have come out right now that I think could be a game changer for undershirts, but I don't know how many people have taken advantage of that. Like the whole wicking, like the whole wicking scene, I feel like is a really perfect undershirt. What now? Yeah, like you get the athletic shirt. The uh, like Under Armour makes these wicking the dry fit ones. Literally, yeah, dry fit. Like literally, everyone makes them. You can get them at fucking uh, old old Bay or what is it? Old what? Old Navy, Old Bay. Bay. (laughs) Everyone makes these fucking wicking shirts now. I feel like that's a game changer for an undershirt because it's not just cotton soaking up all the sweat and then you're just living in your fucking filth. I should probably think about that because I sweat a ton and that's why I wear an undershirt because I need it to sop it all up before. This this could be another revolution. Ray and I just talked about our cool uh, hashtag and trademark cool. That's going to be our new Mm -hmm. uh, merchandise movement. But also just the plain white wicking undershirt. Not a lot of people are in that game right now. We should market it. I love undershirts. There you go. Uh, we'll cut that so no one steals it. Yeah, yeah. Don't let anyone know about this. <laughs> uh, do we have anything to uh, discuss in the in this? Oh, Bill, you went to uh, the game. You went to a walk off. Ray made fun of you for bringing your uh, fake kids to the game. <laughs> so yeah, what an asshole! First game. It was their birthday. It was a great game. It was the first walk off I've ever been to. Not bad. Uh, no. Not only that, but he serenaded Jake Fromm's brother. Yeah, it took him Caroline. about two innings to really not like me. <laughs> wow, that's I would have taken the under on that. I was being really nice in the beginning, going like, "Ah, oh, come on, you're not blah blah blah," and then I've started pretty much every top half of the inning. It was, "Hey, what? Your brother sucks at quarterback." <laughs> <laughs> so then, um, when we got to like the eighth inning and everyone's singing, I first told him it was about a nine-year-old girl, and he was weird that he was singing it. And secondly, I just kept <laughs> serenading him that his brother sucked at quarterback for a good length of the song yeah that's online you can find that um with the from so the jake from is uh, a free agent <laughs> free agent is a term used loosely he was cut by the giants who don't have anybody at quarterback unless you want to count uh daniel, daniel, jones. Uh, daniel jones who's a bum he was cut by the drafted by the bills cut by them uh cut by the giants he's a fruit technically a free agent right now Link came out of the georgia Patriots in the draft too what was his brother doing in uh boston are they no they idea have local ties no idea i was sitting next to that uh him and um four dudes at a canadian bachelor party so that was fun and i was like he was he bought a ticket by himself i guess or he had friends across but he was like i just bought a ticket so he sat by himself next to these canadians and he starts showing everybody this is my brother and i'm like wait your brother's a fucking quarterback so i was like no i don't believe you. he started showing me pictures so i get on my little phone i start going like <laughs> Oh man, this is not good for you. He goes, What do you mean? I go, just keep waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, literally. And I'm sorry, the whole game, it was like a snooze fest in the beginning. Good pitchers duel. Cutter Crawford came in, shut shut the Yankees down. 
So I was like, it was trashing Yankees fans and then just going heavy into him and then tell him where all the Canadians can find the best strip clubs in Boston. So I wrote it. They were having a Which sign none that we, they, they had like a white shirt on and he was like something Mary the Sox and he spelled socks like S-O-X apostrophe S stupid Canadians. And he had everybody start signing it. So I wrote the address of um, centerfolds in Boston and, and Chinatown on the back of his thing after I put like big giant dicks all over it. <laughs> Uh, and again, awful. just to reiterate, your fake kids were there. Yeah. Oh, I was sick of <laughs> on Yankees fans. <laughs> it was fun. Bill raising children. They'll do you. They'll do whatever you tell them to do. This is uh, wow. Ray as a stepson to Bill. I don't know if you should be happy. Uh, he never. He upset, never took me to sad, You never got that experience. And we were sitting in the bleachers, which yeah, made I got the uh, Jake from Brothers experience. Yeah. Do you think yeah. he'll come back to Boston? This is why I asked. If I don't think they're from around, I don't Boston, think so. Either. So, um, did you think that you ruined his experience enough where they, they won't go back? Like they've now. I hope I did. What... I hope I did. There was an another, Indian guy another next one on... to me too, and I was like, "Dude, cricket? Why are you here?" He had a Yankees Aaron Judge jersey on. I didn't care. I'm like, "Dude, you're a fake Yankees fan. Get the fuck out of here." What do you say we start the show, the Simple Minds Sports Show, uh, where we talk all things doing sports? Good, bad, and good.